it's the next level. And now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the melting pack, and it starts right now. Well, thank you, Jerome. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the show, The Melting Path, the Next Level Network. Today, probably going to be a bit of a shorter show. There we go. I almost uh, almost didn't get that out. Because <laughs> I'll be honest, friends, I don't have a ton to talk about today. Uh, we do have a song from our friends proper, their new record, is out now, The Great American Novel, so we will play that for you. And there is some sick guitar work that I'm hopefully going to be able to, uh, you know, riff for you in a little bit. We have an Am I the A-Hole that I just found the other day, so that is why there was no question. Uh, Plus, again, that I don't have to read all of your answers. Uh, Not that I don't love your answers, I just don't love reading out loud. So there you go. We have that. I have a Grubhub story for you quickly at the top here. And then uh, a little note on disclaimers on streaming services, because people, uh, some people are upset about that, but I'm going to tell you why I prefer that to the alternative, okay? So there you go, and then we'll just get excited at the end of the show, because baseball is back. Um, Nothing too big, but I will ask you, who are your way too early picks to win, to make and win the World Series? So we'll do that. Uh, Spoiler, I should probably have picks by the time we get there. Damn it. All right, I'll uh, I'll look at the teams and just make a random decision based on nothing, but uh, I don't know, based on nothing concrete. So there you go with all of that. That is where we are for today. I hope you are well. It is raining on the day I'm recording. Uh, It's really crappy outside, so that's no good. Luckily, I'm uh, nice and safe and sheltered and dry and warm in here. So there you go. Don't worry about me. Everything is fine, and, uh, and we're all good. Okay, so we ordered from Grubhub the other day. And this is not the first time we've ordered from a fast food place. And I'm not going to name it because I, I don't throw anyone under the bus. I don't do that. You know that. But I know that there are risks involved ordering from ordering delivery from a place that normally does not do delivery, right? And they all kind of started doing delivery 2020. Maybe they did it earlier. I don't know. But I think a lot more places, once the pandemic hit and realized, hey, you know, we're not going to have people buying our stuff. We're going to lose money. So we have to then pay, uh, well, I think a massive upcharge to Grubhub and DoorDash and all of those to keep making money, right? So it's understandable to me that sometimes people are going to get stuff wrong. It just happens. It's a human thing. People are going to get stuff wrong. I get stuff wrong at work. And, uh, you know, we go in, we fix it, whatever. But, you know, I get it that people are going to make mistakes, right? And I always kind of default to like the I don't want to call it the boomer answer, but, you know, the old man answer of, oh, they want $15 an hour and they can't even do this right. I always say that first, like, as a joke. And then I'm like, no, no, they should still get paid enough to live. And I, you know, whatever. I'm just frustrated when things go wrong. So, oh, damn it. I just gave it away. Hold on. There's a coin there because I gave away where we were, where we ordered from. So I'm not going to, I'm going to redo it. (laughs) So we got a burger combo and, and nuggets a combo, right? So that's nuggets, fries, burger, fries, two drinks. So we get there, we get the bag and it takes, you know, 20 minutes, which is not unusual. The place isn't that far. And I'm like, okay, I go in and the guy or whoever, the driver leaves it inside the door and then they're gone. So I'm like, okay, 
I pick up the bag and I'm like, wow, this bag's actually pretty light for all the stuff we got. Cause I like, we've ordered this, you know, collection of food before. So I kind of know how heavy the bag should be as I'm doing it now. There's no video. Um, I know how heavy the bag is supposed to be when all that food is in there. And I'm picking up like, wow, it seems really light. It's leaning to one side, meaning, okay, the drinks are here, but then what's missing? So I open the bag and there's no other bag on the porch or on the steps or on the thing. There's nothing else there. It's just one bag sealed up. And I'm like, okay. And we've had this problem before where the driver is not allowed to check the order because the bag's already sealed. So the error happened before it got to the delivery person. Like whoever was filling the bag said, okay, there's the ticket. All right. Yeah. All the stuff's in there and all the stuff was not in there. So again, we ordered burger, fries, nuggets, fries, drinks. The bag contained burger, two drinks, nothing else. No straws, no napkins. No, there were napkins, plenty of those. No straws, no, usually they throw in some ketchup, um, but we were missing both fries and nuggets. And the sodas tasted awful, by the way. They were, it was just, I don't know what the deal was. Uh, they just tasted really bad. So the driver's gone and it's not their fault. Like they weren't the ones, like they're not allowed to check the bag. And that makes sense to me. I understand. But then, so I reach out to Grubhub and I'm like, hey, like I'm missing, you know, 60% of my food or whatever the math is. And they're like, okay, what can we do? I had to chat with a person because I was missing, like if you're only missing one thing, like a drink or whatever, they'll just refund you right away. And then you go on and do whatever you're going to do, right? Reorder it or just deal with it, right? So because I said, hey, so many things were missing, like this entire item technically was missing because it's only so many options that you can choose before you just have to tell them, hey, the whole thing isn't here. So you chat with the Grubhub person or the robot, whatever it is. And they were like, okay, well, we're going to refund you the entire order. And so basically I got the burger and two sodas for free. And then I had to go back in and reorder what we didn't get. So I had to go in and reorder the nuggets combo and the fries. So then we got a third soda that also tasted terrible. So that sucked. And it was just, I don't really know what the, I guess I'm just kind of complaining here. I, I don't know what the solution is. Like there's no real accountability. And again, I understand the risk of ordering delivery from a place that doesn't normally deliver. I get it. I know that things are going to happen because you're used to having things. Here's all the stuff. This is where it goes. It goes in the bag. You hand it to the person and that's it. And I don't know where the disconnect came in here. I don't know where, like, where was all the stuff? Like, where was the missing stuff? You know, it wasn't nearby when somebody said, here's this bag for delivery. Here's this order for delivery. When they put the burger in there and the drinks in there and no one said, hey, wait, because the ticket was on the front of the bag. Like, here's all the stuff that's supposed to be in the bag. And no one said, hey, wait a minute. There's stuff missing from this bag because when the Grubhub person gets there, they see the bag that's got, you know, my name on it and it's sealed up and they say, oh, is this for this person? Yes. Great. And they just go on their way. Right. So I don't know. Maybe the Grubhub person could have said, hey, wait a minute. This seems kind of light, but maybe they also have seven other deliveries to make. And my food being correct is not their priority. It's getting me my food as quickly as possible so they can turn around and go deliver for other people, right? And I get that. It makes sense. I'm just frustrated that I had to then order again. And the same driver dropped off the, the new food or the missing food. And I could tell they're <laughs> by the way that they put it down and, and really quickly closed the door and they didn't close the gate. They're like, ah, screw these people. I'm like, well, you probably could have checked and made sure that all the stuff was in the bag. Although 
I imagine that conversation goes, hey, is all the stuff there? And somebody behind the counter goes, yep, that's the order for that person. Not realizing, not knowing, maybe not even caring that, uh, that it's not all there. So that was our, our misadventure with Grubhub. Um, I will say credit to Grubhub. They, they refunded my money within like 10 minutes. And, uh, and that really, that worked out. But just disappointing, right? When somebody, you know, when you, when you have things in place, you're like, hey, this is, these things are supposed to happen in this order. You know, I place the order. Somebody makes, and makes my food and puts it together. Somebody brings it to me. You just expect things to work a certain way for a service that you've paid for, right? It's like when your internet goes down or, or whatever, something on your computer doesn't work or whatever it is, right? You expect things to work, things that you have paid for, things you have bought, goods, services, whatever they are, you expect them to work. And when they don't, it's like, all right, I'm a little frustrated, don't know who to blame, but I just want this resolved and I would like this to not happen again. And there's no guarantee of that, unfortunately, but it is where we are. And uh, that said, tip your delivery drivers, all right? Because if you don't listen, and this is gonna, this is something totally different than we're getting off this. But if you don't tip your delivery driver, you're a, d and then you know, just go pick up your food on your own. I don't have a car, so that doesn't really work for me. It doesn't work for me, brother. And <laughs> that's a joke for one person. Um, and so. Delivery is my option, right? It's our option to get food, groceries, dinner, lunch, whatever. And so I, of course, tip my drivers, all of them. People who don't tip drive me nuts. I've talked about it on the show before. If you're American and you don't tip, you're just being a That's all there is to it because they don't make a lot of money. Those drivers don't make a lot of money. So there you go. Yeah, was I frustrated with the lack of uh, that I had to order food twice, basically, to get it all, uh, to get all the things I ordered the first time? Of course I was, but it all worked out, and um, I essentially got my meal for free. Well, not really, but you get what I mean. Uh, so yeah, just, uh, again, I get the risk. I understand it, but sometimes you just want a really greasy, bad, terrible burger for you. And, uh, you know, it was delicious, I will say that. So there you go. Let's get happier on this, I think. Well, happier is maybe the wrong word, as I just spent eight minutes crapping on a delivery driver, but... Uh, <laughs> or a fast food player, whatever. Um, I noticed the other day, so we just put on random stuff for the kid and it's YouTube videos and Disney plus things or whatever. And I noticed I put on Aladdin the other day cause I love Aladdin, the OG Aladdin. I've not seen the live action one and I don't know that I will because I just, I don't know. I don't know that I need to watch it because I love the original Aladdin. And I'm not saying that watching a live action version of it would ruin my enjoyment of it or something like that. People complained about that a lot. I remember when it came out. I just don't think there's a need for it to be a thing. And so I'm like, all right, I'm not that interested in watching a live action version of one of my favorite animated things. Like sometimes things can stay animated and that's fine. So there you go. That's all I want to say about that. Um, where was I going with that? Oh, yes. we. I put on Aladdin and I noticed before the movie started, and this is not the first time I've seen this on Disney Plus, where it said, hey, this movie was made some time ago. It includes some racial stereotypes or it includes some things that uh, are not okay now that maybe weren't even okay then, but now we're realizing how bad they were, something like that. Basically, instead of removing it, they said, hey, we're just going to let you know that this is very dated and these things are not okay now. The things that are in this movie, some of them, um, the way certain people are portrayed 
are is not okay, and we're just recognizing that, hey, this is not cool, but we also don't want to remove the movie because we figure, hey, if you watch it with your kid and be like, well, now we can't say that anymore or whatever, uh, don't, don't complain about it. Don't be a jerk about it, but I definitely appreciate that because we watched, what did we watch on Paramount Plus? Jackass, a bunch of jackass on Paramount Plus because sometimes you just want to laugh at somebody getting hurt, right? And it, even then, like before the show, the episodes start, it says, um, this program is being presented in its original form, what is it, with outdated social norms, something like that. And I for sure appreciate that instead of the alternative of removing the episodes entirely, because that bothers the out of me. I'm not a fan of it. I know like 30 Rock did it, and was it South? No, not South Park, something else. When they went to HBO Max or something like that, they removed episodes. And I, I've said this before, you know, the, the provider of the show, whoever has it, whoever owns the rights to stream the show, they could do what they want with it. I, I brought this up when I was talking about the WB Network when they moved to Peacock, and NBC was like, no, no, we got to take some of this stuff down. And it bothered me because I'd rather have everything presented as it was originally intended and just say, hey, look, some of this stuff, yeah, it's not great. And we just want you to know we're aware of it. Just keep in mind, you know, these things are not okay. This is a TV show. And uh, I don't know, don't try this at home, whatever. And so people, rightfully, I think, complained when the services said, nope, we're taking these episodes off because they're gross now or people complained or whatever the case was. And that bugs me. But again, like they let, you're basically renting the content. Ugh. Uh, hey, oh, God. You're renting the, the show from the service. And so they can do whatever they want. You're at their mercy. They're not at yours. They don't care. You already pay for the service. And they don't really care that you don't get everything that you want. Doesn't matter because you already gave them your money. So, yeah, it's a corporation. That's how it works. So I much prefer, though, that they put up a little notice at the beginning of the show or movie or whatever that says, hey, the stuff in this, it was okay then, or maybe it wasn't then, and we're just realizing now, hey, maybe we shouldn't have done this, but we're going to show it to you. Just don't be a jerk or something. Like, we're going to show you, uh, we're going to present the show to you in its original form, which for me, as someone who makes things, I would much rather, like if, say, years from now, someone listens to my show and says, hey, you said this on episode 48 or whatever, and I don't appreciate it. Then what I would do, instead of taking the episode down, I'm sure I've never said anything racist or, you know, misogynistic or whatever, but maybe I have, I don't know. Anyway, not the point. Somebody, I dare you, go through, you know what? That's a challenge for anybody out there. Go through all 360 whatever episodes of this show, and you find something to cancel me. And I'm going to go in there, instead of taking it down, I'm going to leave it up. I'm just going to go in and record a little, hey, I recorded this when I was in a different headspace. And, uh, you know, the things I said are not okay. Something like that. That's what I would do. I don't know if it works the same way with a podcast, but I would much rather present you the show as I made it than have to go in and start removing things or editing things out. Like I edit things anyway with the coins when I say naughty words. That's just a fun thing for me. But I'm not going to go around and just take stuff out of episodes or take down episodes just because somebody got mad at something I said six years ago. And I just, I don't know, maybe, you know, somebody getting mad at it's the wrong phrase to use there. But the point is, I would much rather you say, hey, this thing, we made it at a different time and 
things were not the same as they are now, or maybe, screw it, we're being held accountable for dumb stuff now, and this is part of that. But we're going to show it to you because we want, as the artists, we want the, the creators, the artists, the people involved in the show, they want you to see this show a certain way, and we're not going to... Uh, we're not going to take that away from you or them, right? So I would much rather you do that than take it down because then, you know, you like if my kid watches whatever, jackass, 10 years from now and says, oh, what? why did they say this? I'm like, well, kid, that's what people said to each other back then and uh, you shouldn't say that now. Then I could talk to him and be like, hey, listen, this is what used to happen and now we don't do that because we have realized that uh, that it's wrong and we shouldn't do it. Right. That said, you're still gonna laugh when somebody gets hit with uh, with a giant hand, or uh, you know, if they're doing um, urban kayaking or whatever it is, it's still gonna be funny. And then the other stuff's just gonna be like, well, now we need to have a conversation. So, to any streaming service that uh, that says, hey, we're not gonna take it down, we're just gonna put up this little notice that says, all right, here's what we're doing. Thank you for that. I appreciate it, and I'm sure a lot of other people do too because you can see the show as it was intended by its creators. And that, I think, is the best way to do it, in my professional, uh, I don't know, media opinion. <laughs> so there you go with that. Uh, we have an Am I the A-Hole. Where are we on time here, Jerome? Oh, we're fine. Like I said, a little shorter. We have this the song. I'll get excited about baseball for like two minutes, and that'll be it. All right? So yeah, we have an Am I the A-Hole that I just found the other day. And it says, am I the a-hole for sitting on a man's hand after he refused to remove it from the empty seat? Now, I already have this answer. Reddit already ruled, um, and I agree. But we're going to read this anyway, because uh, there's a little twist here that I want to point out. Pretty sure I was a here, but we'll see. So I, 30 female, I'm eight months pregnant. I take public transport to work daily. I'm always exhausted because I have to work extra time to be able to afford basic necessities. I take the bus to work every day, and oftentimes it's packed, but I get lucky enough when decent folks volunteer their seats for me. Now, I should mention that I don't use my pregnancy as an excuse to get what I want, but people just offer me their places by themselves, which is kind and sweet. That is, I would. I did when I was still taking the bus. Uh, let's see, Wednesday, I get on the bus like usual, but this time there's one empty seat. I go to sit, but I find a guy in his business attire sitting there with his hand on the empty seat, sort of like resting it. I say, excuse me, and ask him to remove his hand so I could sit, but he tells me the seat was taken. I ask by who, and he says his hand. Not going to lie, I laughed a little bit, but I wasn't feeling well, so I ask him to remove it so I could sit, but he refuses again. Folks start staring. I tell him I'm tired and I needed to sit, and he replies saying my pregnancy isn't his problem. Oh, no, no, buddy, no. Ah, uh, you think that. You don't say it. Nah, that's mean. Um, I had enough at this point. My legs were burning and my back was hurting, so I go ahead and sit on his hand. He freaks out, tries to remove it quickly while shouting at me. He then starts arguing about how disrespectful I was to do this inappropriate thing, and in public no less. I argue back, but then he gets off after saying I was being inappropriate and disrespectful. Everyone stares at me, and I just sit there feeling a bit of shame about what happened. I... Uh, no, you know what? We're going to read through the rest, and then we'll, we'll get to that. All right, so I tell my husband about this incident. He WTF'd the entire time, then says that I did indeed act inappropriately and shouldn't have made this guy uncomfortable by sitting on his hand like that. He tells me I 
and this was totally inappropriate, despite me saying I was so tired of standing and was in desperate need to sit down. Am I the a-hole? First of all, let's get this out of the way. No, you're not. Not even close. If you see, even if the woman doesn't appear to be pregnant, if you see someone trying to sit down, the bus is crowded, there's a seat next to you, move your damn hand, move your bag, move your hat, move your legs, move your whatever, hold it with you, let the person sit there. That's all. That's really it, right? And this is a guy, I take the bus all the time. Well, I used to, now I work at home, I don't go anywhere. But, you know, when I was on the bus, if I had a seat, I would even get up and say, hey, here you, here you go. You can sit here. I don't need to. I sit all day. And it just like, it bothers me to no end when someone will have their bag there, have their hat there, have their feet up on the seat, have whatever, but to, like, to rest your hand on the seat next to you and not move when someone wants to sit down, like your hand didn't pay a ticket. Like you didn't buy a ticket. You didn't buy two rides to put your hand there unless your hand is disembodied. It's a little different, although even then, even then you could hold it, right? So I, I just, I never understand why people are so rude about sitting down on the bus or the train. I've talked about this on the show before, and it just, it bothers me all the time when this stuff happens. So no, pregnant lady, congratulations, by the way. Good luck with everything. Again, like they're going to listen. You are not the a-hole. That guy on the bus was the a-hole. But also, in a twist, the husband is an Because when you, okay, when you tell someone that story, right? When you are, Jill may have had a story like this when she was pregnant. I should bring her down, but she's got the kids. So when you tell someone this story and you say, hey, you know, a guy wouldn't let me sit in the seat, so I just sat on his hand. First of all, that's funny to me because, hey, you know, you're going to be rude and you're not going to move your hand. Then I'm going to sit on it because I want to sit down because I'm eight months pregnant and I'm tired, right? You're just going to sit down. So I don't have any problem with that. What I do have a problem with is the husband not siding with his wife when she's clearly in the right. Listen, if you're going to act like a child, I'll treat you like one. If you're not going to move your stuff, I'm going to sit on it or I'm going to move it. I don't care. I've climbed over people. You know, I've sat on stuff. I don't care. If I say, hey, can I sit there and you don't move it? Guess what? Pat's sitting down. I don't care. And I'm not the jerk there because you paid for one seat, you sit in it, you keep all your, your hands and arms inside the car at all times, right? I, I don't understand where the husband's coming from here. Like, I, I don't know why is his wife the a-hole in this situation when I'm going to assume that she's visibly pregnant at eight months, right? And even if she wasn't, if it doesn't matter if it's a man, woman, whoever. If somebody says, hey, can I sit there? And it's just your hand resting there. You move your hand, guy. And I don't, I don't know, like, there's no scenario here where this woman is a jerk. When this man decided to put his hand and, and save the seat for his hand, take the seat with his hand, and not move when you say, hey, can I sit there? Right? There's no way that she's in the wrong. Unless she, like, threw him out of the seat, that's different. She didn't do that. She just sat where there was a seat. That his hand was there is a nice bonus. And of course he freaks out and everybody kind of looks at her weird, which made her feel terrible, I'm sure. And so you go home and you figure your husband's going to be like, oh yeah, that guy's a And the husband's like, no, you shouldn't have done that. Listen, lady, I don't know if you're going to find this show. I don't know if you're going to listen. 
I don't I don't know you. Maybe I do know you. I don't know. But if you do listen to this, I uh, I'm not gonna say get divorced. I'm not gonna do that. What I will say is you gotta talk to this dude. Not the guy from the bus, your husband. You gotta talk to him because there is no way that he should be responding to this story in the manner in which he did. There's no way. There's no that's not that's not a good thing in any way. So talk to him. Maybe he had a rough day. Maybe he uh, he gave a better answer as he calmed down. But the fact that he said, no, that's inappropriate. You should have stood, pregnant lady, is, uh, I don't know. Can I call it a red flag? It's a problem. It's a problem. I'm not a fan. But to answer the initial question, not the a-hole, but we have a bonus a-hole in this. The guy on the bus for sure is an a-hole. And the husband is, uh, is a bonus a-hole in this story. So... Yeah, not a, this husband doesn't look good. Doesn't look good. Not a fan. But best of luck with the uh, with the kiddo. Hope everything works out. Okay. All right. So let's do. Um, should we do the the baseball thing's not going to take that long. Should we do it now and then end with the song? Yeah, let's do that. All right. So sorry, non sports people. I'll I'll make this quick. Baseball is back, my friends. Today, in fact, actually, as soon as I'm done here, I think there's a game on in like ten minutes. So I'm going to try to put it on. And, uh, and see where we are. But anyway, opening day is, uh, well, it's today when I'm recording. So there we go with that. Baseball is back after 99 days of lockout and a shortened spring training. We are back and ready to go. Um, as I sit here, nothing's happened yet. Some games are already postponed because of weather and stuff. So that's a bummer. But we are open for business. I am excited. Uh, the big thing for the Phillies, well, obviously, Castellanos and Schwarber, the signings, and then, you know, Wheeler coming back. He's injured. He's not back yet. A um, couple of bullpen pieces, all that. But there's also a young infielder named Bryson Stott. And the talk this spring was, hey, is Alec Bohm going to make the team? He struggled last year. Um, are we going to have Bryson Stott kind of start up in his place? Does Stott maybe start in? That's a wow. That's tough. I got through that, though. Does he start in place of Gregorius? Who knows? But. They answered that question by having both Alec Bohm and Bryson Stott on the roster. So welcome to the show, kid. Do the thing. I like it. He's good. I've heard a lot of good things about him. I've seen a little bit of him this spring. Uh, I like what I've seen so far. So I think the rosters are, what, 28 until the end of May or 28 for this month? And then they go to, what, 26? So they'll have a decision to make in a couple of weeks. That will all depend, I guess, on who plays better, who looks better. And who doesn't get hurt? Those are really the three things that they have to worry about. So for now, though, Bryson Stott is a major leaguer. I'm excited. A lot of talk about this kid. So let's go with all of that. Um, I'm just excited, friends. Baseball is back, and I cannot wait. And I know I said I was going to look up uh, World Series picks before I got here, but I didn't. I did not do that. So, ah, damn it. I don't know. Blue Jays and do the Braves go back? Let me think of the National League here. Oh, it's got to be like Dodgers near the top, right? Right? Let's do, let's see. We're doing no real research at all. Give me Dodgers and Blue Jays to go to the World Series. And who's going to win the World Series? If, if those are my two teams, give me the Blue Jays. Give me the Blue Jays over the Dodgers. My way too early World Series pick. Pat, why didn't you pick the Phillies? Because I'm realistic. And I understand how to temper my expectations with this team. Can they make the playoffs? I think they can. Will they? 
You know, maybe a wild card. I think, you know, if, I mean, there are a lot of ifs here, but if everything breaks their way and, and injuries don't really derail a lot of guys, I think this could be a playoff team. They could mash their way to the playoffs. Uh, but I'm realistic. I'm just hoping to be entertained again. That's what I want. And uh, fingers and toes crossed, we get that at least. All right. If they're not going to win the World Series, at least let's have some fun along the way. Right. So there you go. Baseball is back. Yeah. Give me the Dodgers and Blue Jays. Not a sexy pick, but give me the Dodgers and the Blue Jays in the World Series. Give me the Blue Jays to win. That should be fun. Right. No. All right. Well, I know one person who might listen to the show will appreciate that. So there you go. You're welcome. All right. So hold on. I need a drink. All right. There we go. Thanks for waiting. Uh, <laughs> so we have a song from our friends proper. They released the new record, The Great American Novel. It is available right now, and uh, they appear courtesy of Father Daughter Records. Also, good friends of the show, Remember Sports, they are also they're on Father Daughter Records. So there you go. That's fun, right? More friends of the show? Why? I don't know. Um, anyway, I put out on Twitter, hey, which song should I play from the new record? And shout out to Tesla Sunburn on Twitter for saying shuck and jive, 100%. So there you go. That's what we're doing. We're doing. <laughs> this is brand new from our friends proper. This song is Shuck and Jive. It's the Melting Pat on the Next Level Network.
There you have it, our friends. Proper with the song from their latest record. The record is a great, the great. Is it a great American novel or the great American novel? I think it's the great American novel. There we go. Proper. It's the Melting Pat. Yeah, the Melting Pat. The Next Level Network. The song Shuck and Jive. There were a lot of ways I could have gone with that, and I think I picked like the weirdest one. <laughs> Get the record on Bandcamp or wherever you get your stuff. Again, they appear courtesy of Father Daughter Records Proper. Follow them on social media at Like Real Proper. We should have had them on the show. All right. Uh, Proper, if you listen, I don't know if they listen to the show. I don't know that anybody listens to the show when I play their music. But if you do, first of all, thank you. Second of all, I'm sorry for screwing up your solo there. And third, let's make some time to have you on the show. That could be fun, right? Or if you're like, no, we don't want to talk to you, you dumbass. That's fine, too. No problem. Like Real Proper on social media. The Great American Novel, their new record, is available right now. So there you go. My thanks to Proper. And there is all of that for the show. My thanks to all of you as well for listening today. Like I said, a little shorter episode. Um, We just got to all the stuff, and that's all. We kind of went deep here, though, on the Am I the A-Hole and... um, and all the other stuff. So yeah, so don't, uh, I don't know, don't remove shows from streaming services because they have bad episodes. Just put a little note on there. Like, hey, this is bad and uh, and we're going to show it, but you know, it's on you to, I don't know, have a conversation with your kids or something. I, I don't know. Um, if you drive for Girl Hubbard DoorDash, check the weight of the bag. Like, the order sealed, I understand, but check the weight of the bag. Make sure like, hey, this doesn't feel like there are two fries and nuggets and a burger and drinks in here. It feels kind of light. What's going on? And have somebody check it. I don't know. Maybe you can't do that. Maybe it's faster moving than I thought. And if you are on public transit, don't take up two seats with your stuff. Okay. Don't put your hand there, your bag, your hat, your feet, whatever, you know, let people sit down, especially if they're visibly pregnant or old or they have a walker or something. Look, just don't be a jerk. Okay. That's all. All right. Enjoy the baseball. Enjoy the basketball. Enjoy the hockey. I'm having trouble enjoying hockey lately because the Flyers are so terrible. But enjoy all the things. Enjoy the Masters. You know, before we go, I have a fun, not fun, but I have fond memories of the Masters for a really weird reason. Maybe it's not weird once I tell you, but it's not because I've ever been to them. I've never watched them. It's not like, oh, like my dad got me into golf with the Masters or something like that. I don't know, but that's not why. The reason I have a fond memory for the Masters is when I was doing a sports show, we were a, a good friend of the show, Brian Kilber, has been on many times. We also lived together for two years. So we hosted some radio shows together. We did a sports show, his sports show. I was his co-host. And he couldn't do it one day. And he said, hey, can you take over? And I'm like, all right. 
Because there was one time like a year earlier where I was like, yeah, maybe I'll do a solo show. And I chickened out. I didn't do it. But this time I was like, you know what? I could do an hour. I ended up doing like 40 minutes because I ran out of stuff to talk about and realized, you know what? I'm done. I don't want to fill for time. I don't have to. So <laughs> the, anyway, the Masters, the reason that I have a fond memory of the event has nothing to do with the event itself. I did this show, this first, my first solo run of a sports show was like three days before the Masters in 2010. And I thought, oh, I could talk about this. Phil Mickelson, I know that name. I can, you know, BS my way through it for a few minutes. And I did. I don't remember if it went well, but I remember the show going well. And the show, you know, my first like run as a solo host of something that, that wasn't just like, here's a song. And I thought it went well. And that's, it was at that point when I realized, and there'd be another year before the Melting Pat really started. But that was when I realized, hey, I can do my show on my own. Like I can do a show all by myself and not have to lean on a co-host or several and make it fun, at least for me. I don't know about anybody else. I don't know if anybody else finds any of this fun, but at least for me, doing this, putting all this work in every week is enjoyable and I, I just love doing it. And really it all started with the 2010 Masters when that was one of the things that like we never talk about golf on this show, but you know, I'm by myself and I, I want to try to cover as much as I can. And so I threw it in there. Let's talk about the Masters. And so every year when the Masters come around, I uh, come around, comes around, whatever. Um, I get nostalgic and I, and I have some, some happy thoughts about that because that's the Masters indirectly made me realize that I could do a show on my own. And now here we are, however many years and episodes later, I'm doing a show on my own and having a lot of fun. So I don't know, maybe I'll turn it on this weekend. Maybe it's happening right now and I'm missing it. But um, enjoy yourself. If you enjoy the Masters, enjoy yourself. Uh, I hope whoever you want to win wins. And I hope if, you are, uh, if you're betting money on it, I hope that you win and that you uh, maybe send some of that my way for a special episode. No? Is that, is that too far? All right. Anyway, <laughs> that's my master's memory for you. And that's our show for today. G. Lovett Special Sauce with Cold Beverage. They're going to play us out as they always do. Philadelphonic.com for more from them. And that, my friends, is all. Thank you so much for coming around today. TheMeltingPat.com for all of my stuff. That's where you find out everything you need about me and uh, other things. I don't know. Uh, 209-867. 7638 with your questions, comments, concerns, observations, and of course, corrections. Send them as a text or as a screaming voicemail, and maybe I'll play it on the show. Maybe not. I don't, maybe you don't want me to. I don't know. Maybe it's just for me. Anyway, that's all. We're good. This has been an eight toy. Ah, bap, yeah, we're, yeah, we got to go. This has been an eight boy of production. So until I'm leaving that in. Until next time, my friends, have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. Wear your mask, wash your hands, get vaccinated and boosted when you can. And of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. You've been inside the Melting Pat on the Next Level Network. Go crap open a cold one. Yo. Could I get a cold beverage? I need some leverage. A sweaty ass as a lemonade would be nice. Stop a spice from the top to a BK. Got a bar crop of swing, bar cross. Got the bait on a bum board. See, I got some ice tea. If you like a taste of tea, then come along with me. Summertime is steaming, don't give me no bugs. Glass some ice and a dash of a It's martini time. Yeah, yeah, feeling cold. And bring your own beverage. It's me, so it's cold.
Please fix me a large slice. Summertime is cool, the heat is getting old. Yeah, I have a beverage, sweet, so it's cold. Go, 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 go. Is something from the bar? Yeah, I like cold beverage. Yeah, I like cold beverage. Yeah, I like cold beverage. Yeah, uh, cause I'm feeling kind of party. Stick it in the fridge, 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 stick it in the fridge. Go girl, work the cold one. Go girl, work the cold one. What? Go girl, work the cold one. Go girl, work the cold one. Yo, when I'm fishing, let's keep one thing clear. The bait's over there, the brew's right here. Two six packs in a big bag of ice. Didn't even get a bite, but the brew tastes nice. Back to the bar. So every jack of reason a collada. Need a whole lot of them full drinks. They got me a buzz. I must tell you, I'm the Kool-Aid kid. Will you serve my drink? Please stick it in the fridge, cause I like cool beverage. I'm kinda thirsty. I like cold beverage. I like cold beverage.